Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. Well, the batter, battle for Speaker of the House rolls on. The fight seems to be all about who should lead the Republicans in the House, Kevin McCarthy or someone else. But by focusing on the who, we might be missing the bigger issue, and that is the dominating power of the speaker. Can it be reined in? Is that a fight worth having? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Through the consolidation of power into the hands of the speaker and a fortunate few who happen to serve on the Rules Committee, which control every aspect of legislation that travels through this body. The debate and the discussion has been all but eliminated, and the balance of us are left to vote yes or no. Those are our options, and that is what has led to the disintegration of the relationships that we see across this floor. That was Representative Matt Rosendale in his uh, nomination speech as they were beginning this ninth round of voting in the House of Representatives. And he brings up some points that we have been talking about all the way along in terms of where the power really is. Many people have complained that we haven't had this kind of debate about speaker in 100 years. And I keep saying is that's what we should be asking. Why haven't we had this kind of conversation or debate for a hundred years? And it's because of that consolidation of power. Political power has been so finite. Uh, one person who has been thinking this through in a significant way, Frank DeVito's an attorney and fellow of the inaugural Good Counselor Project with the Napa Legal Institute. And uh, he had a great piece uh, in the American Conservative, trimming back the speakership. And uh, Frank, thanks for joining us. Uh, and I'm just uh, so interested in hearing your view in terms of ways that we could maybe look at this power that's consolidated in the Speaker of the House and the leaders of both parties, for that matter, uh, and what actually could be done to make this a, a functioning body once again. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Boyd. I really appreciate the opportunity. So, uh, I mean, I wrote the article mostly to just frame the question, right? Because this is, it's great TV drama. We've now just had a failed, <laughs> what, ninth uh, yep. vote, I think, and, yes. and nothing's moving. So until we answer the question of why we're having the fight and what it's going to take to end the fight, there, you're just going to keep getting more of the same, these roll call votes that don't go anywhere. Um, I think that in my piece, I quoted a couple of op-eds from a couple of the holdout 
congressmen, I think Congressman Good and Congressman Rosendale. Um, and they don't give, you know, I'm no parliamentarian, so there aren't comprehensive rule uh, packages proposed in those little op-eds, but I think they hit the heart of the matter, right? And they're there are a few of them, but one is definitely um, the motion to vacate or something that calls for a vote of no confidence, right, so that you can actually take a speaker to task if he's failing to represent the membership. Um, and then one, which you just gave in your introduction, is the uh, uh, the ability to, you know, to control the legislation, to control the, the floor amendments um, from anyone other than the select few. That's a big deal. Um The process is different with every bill, but for the most part, when a bill goes through Congress, the House Rules Committee sets special rules for what amendments can even be proposed, how they can be proposed, and so on. So really, if you're not the speaker or a member of this influential House Rules Committee, you have very little ability to introduce or influence uh, how these bills get amended. And so... I I mean, I take it personally in that I I worked on a congressional campaign last year, and I've been thinking about this issue and thinking, gosh, if we can't trim back the speakership, I don't want to say how much does it matter, because, of course, it matters who represents us. But, you know, we first things first, if if our average representative can't don't have any power to do their job to propose bills and amendments, then we're, we're missing the greater problem here. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope and Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, no no question about it. And, and I think that's so bad. And of course, we obviously saw that play out right before the holidays uh, as a, you know, thousands and thousands of page bill gets dropped, $1.7 trillion in spending. And no one really had an opportunity to offer much of amendment in terms of here's how we could improve it improve it. Here's how we can make it a little more cost efficient, or here's a project that doesn't seem to be relevant. Uh, All of that gets decided, as you said, uh, by this very small group who says, well, we like this person or this person's on the committee. They can, you know, insert a little uh, amendment there uh, that is beneficial to their district. Uh, And so let's talk a little bit more in terms of how do we, and to me, this is a, a an across the political spectrum. Like, I don't care if you're uh, far, far, far to the right or way, way, way to the left. Uh, this is something both sides should be uh, really concerned about. And I think members, this is what is the most stunning to me, would love your take on this. Why is it that the vast majority of the members, both of the House and the Senate, across the political spectrum, take that center left to center right, uh, and they're not representing anybody? Uh, and they actually have the biggest voice if they would just use it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, is the question, why aren't they more concerned about these rule changes? Yes. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of opinions about that. Um, I mean, I think you can see, by the way, that the Democrat side of the aisle is is functioning, that there seems to be less interest generally in the way that the Democratic Party functions. They do tend to function as a unit and as a machine. So 
from the the Democrats that I've talked to, I think there's I, I almost want to say less of a concern with the individual representative, the individual uh, person in Congress, and more of a, a party line approach. So that's what I've seen is they don't really seem to be bothered by this. Say, well, we have the Democrat platform and we vote as one unit, which you can see as we've had now nine votes where Hakeem Jeffries gets 212 votes. They're very lockstep, right? Um, but on the on the center right, or I guess you could say in the Republican, uh, the members who don't seem concerned with these rule changes, it's a hard question why this doesn't motivate more of them, right? Republicans who tend to value uh, individual liberty and the representation of the people, you would think that more of them would care. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost hesitate to say <laughs> give some of my opinions on this. I mean, Speaker McCarthy, to, or uh, Leader McCarthy, to his credit, he's an amazing fundraiser, yeah. right? He's an amazing counter of votes and uh, centralized leader. And so part of me just thinks most people don't want to cross him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there have already been not so subtle threats to strip dissenters of committee positions if he gets the gap. Those are, are very personal political reasons to say most people aren't aren't going to take yeah. this issue on. But beyond that, I can't really see why. I can't imagine that most even right of cent, you know, center-right Republicans wouldn't care about making sure that the average members have a voice. Yeah, and I think it goes to the heart of uh, your piece in the American Conservative, uh, and that is there is just so much power in those leaders. You said fundraising. Uh, all of these members, especially in the House, are perpetually up for re-election, uh, and mm-hmm. it is it is a difficult road to hoe if uh, the leader of your party says, Sorry, we're not sending any funds or any uh, reinforcement to your district to help you get reelected, or we're not going to yeah. give you uh, a great committee assignment or even a chairmanship uh, because you crossed me on the on a vote. And again, that consolidation yeah. of power. What else can we do? Anything else uh, kind of on your mind in terms of other ways that we could trim the the power of the speaker? I think the motion to vacate being limited to now, I think the, that um, McCarthy has agreed to a single member can raise it now. So I think that was one of the attempted concessions. I think that's important. I think uh, really that that's a huge one, because then you can hold the speaker accountable. Right. If, if things if he's not representing the, the party, um, you can rein him in. You can call him out. Um, I think that the putting uh, Freedom Caucus members on the House Rules Committee is a big one. Um, and I have to say that when it comes down to it, I think the person in the speakership matters. You know, I, the rule changes are the biggest thing, mm-hmm. um, but especially watching how all of this has played out. Um, at the end of the day, you do need a speaker, right? Because you need a voice for hundreds of, of congressmen and women. Um, but there has to be somebody who's accountable. And because McCarthy seems to have been playing the party line and it's business as usual, I think a lot of people are, are focusing not just on the rule changes, but on him mm-hmm. as, you know, this is going to be a problem because there's, you know, 222 Republicans in the House and he's not going to listen to us. He's going to do the same thing that they've always done, concentrate power um, and, and nothing's going to change. So if I may, this is the one thing that I think is really important now is having a, a game plan uh, among the holdouts, especially in the House, because th- this could be a real issue uh, as this this situation progresses, because there are a number of the holdouts, there are 20, 21, depending on who you count, who um, many of them say they want a good rule change package that includes, you know, the right House Rules uh, Committee appointees and the the uh, motion to vacate and a few other concessions. And, and they are, seem to be open to backing McCarthy. 
And then there are a few who have out and out said, we are not voting for Kevin McCarthy for speaker. And I think strategically you have a real problem there because, for one, the latter group, you have to ask, well, what do you want? Is it just another person? Um, Because if so, nobody's emerged as a right of McCarthy candidate who's viable. Right. It seems that the two options are either you coalesce around McCarthy or the moderate Republicans start talking to Democrats about a compromise candidate. So I think it has to be made really clear on the right that, look, we need a very clear package of these are the rule changes that we want to affect change to the speaker. And then we will vote for McCarthy. Otherwise, I don't see a good way out of this. Yeah, Uh, it's a a great piece uh, in the American conservative trimming back the speakership. I think this is a crucial conversation across the political spectrum. I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. Uh, Frank DeVito, thank you so much for joining us. Great perspective today. Thank you, Boyd. And we're going to continue to follow uh, the vote that's taking place, the ninth round, and uh, Speaker McCarthy does not have the votes. Uh, To become Speaker, he will fail in the ninth round. We'll see what happens next. Next. Stick around. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought... There are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.